0: Yeah, continue to keep that lifted up, keep Carmen lifted up in prayer as the Lord uh, would direct you what, what to pray for, um, for that situation. Amen. Um, so if we could go to second Corinthians chapter five, second Corinthians chapter five, second Corinthians chapter five, and, um, So, um, I know we've been talking, um, we haven't been talking about it, but um, I'd shared about the um, spirit of poverty, spirit of poverty, and um, really, there's a lot, and I hadn't, whatever, hadn't determined to share anymore, um, unless the Lord said so, and I feel as though the Lord led me uh, and just confirmed it to share just a little bit more um, about that um, and just uh, where it can um, show itself um, in ways with the church, with the people of God that we may not be aware of. Uh, And so uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Um, 2 Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Somebody say new. new. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. 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 Um, so, um, we're gonna we're gonna touching a little bit. Um, actually, I gotta go to another scripture. Sorry, Isaiah forty three. Isaiah forty three. Isaiah forty three. Verse number uh, eighteen and nineteen. Isaiah forty three, eighteen and nineteen. And um, so it says, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Actually, we need to keep on going. Verse 20, the beasts of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. Man, there's so much, so much. But we were formed for him. We were formed for him. You were formed for him. He's, He's... He's called us into this for him that we should show forth his praise. And um, so one of the one of the things um, with uh, just the spirit of poverty is um, the poverty mentality is one that um, always wants to look back on the past and it wants to keep you in the past. Uh, keep you bound to the past, keep you bound to the failures of the past, keep you bound to the mistakes of the past, and even keep you bound to the successes of the past, which you might say, well, how is that possible? Um, and, and and so I, I, I read it before about this um, poverty mentality that God had me look up. And one of the things it said, it talked about and it said that the... Um, Any success is not able to be reproduced. So if something good happened, it was just kind of a one-time deal. It was just kind of an anomaly. Um, So the poverty mentality has you thinking that anything good that happens to me, it's it's an anomaly. It's not the norm. It's not the regular thing. Um, What's normal for, for the poverty mentality is bad things is issues, is problems. Um, So I think I might have said this before. So we can't say stuff like um, everything is going wrong. Everything is going wrong. If you say that, you're actually lying because you're talking and you're breathing and you're alive. Everything's not going wrong. But that mentality can make us think That because a few things are going wrong or not the way I like it, then it it puts us under the oppression and 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 we put everything in that category. And so um, this is so we're sharing this because these are things that want to fight against the church. These are things that we fight against, that you fight against, that I fight against this mentality that we have to break out of. We have to get victory over it, victory over it. And so one of the things we're going to have to look to change is our speech. The Bible says out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks, right? So if you want to change your, what you're saying, you're going to have to change what's in your heart, right? And so when the Bible speaks about your heart, it's speaking about really all, all your mind, right? Your mind. And so really the your thought, that place of, of emotions. And this is why we have to agree with what the word of God says. We have to uh, hide it in our hearts. Like David says, I've, I've hid thy heart, thy, thy word in my heart so that I won't sin against you. We've got to get the word of God inside of us. We've, and, and not just from a, from a place of I read that before and it sounds familiar, you're going to have to hide it in your heart, right? And so he said, I'm, I'm hiding it in there because there's something that's trying to steal it. There, there's stuff that's going to try and snatch it. So everything that's been spoken tonight, everything that's been sung tonight, so much word has gone forward. And maybe even in prayer and you're worshiping God and you're feeling God speaking to you. Can I tell you, you're going to have to hide that in your heart you're going to have to receive everything, because there is a tendency that once you leave this atmosphere, is that you're going to forget what God said. You're going to forget His promises. You're going to forget how good He is and how faithful He is. And the first obstacle that comes, we're going to lose our minds. We're going to say, "Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to me." God, how could you? God, you don't love me. You don't care. I'm not talking about us. I'm just saying in general. But. Um, But this is why we've got to have the word of God hidden in our hearts. And then we have to to agree with the word of God. We've got to speak the word of God. So when we talk to one another, I need to hear the word of God coming out of your mouth. Don't don't just speak what you think. But speak the word of God. Even if you don't understand it. Even if it doesn't make sense to you. Tell me what the word says. Because your opinions won't help me. My opinions won't help you. My feelings won't help you. They'll keep you in a rut. But if you can speak the word of God to me, if you don't know anything, just speak Romans 8, 28 to me. And we know all things work together for good to them that love God, to those that are called according to his purpose. Amen? You don't know what to say? Just repeat that. Tell you, I stubbed my toe. All things work together for good to them that love God. (laughs) Right? And so we've got to have the word of God hidden in our hearts because it's the word one it's the word that's going to keep us from sinning against God and it's the word that's going to give us authority over any spirit we face it's the word of God Uh, we talked about this before Jesus fought with the word of God right he spoke he says it is written it is written it is written Um, so he had he literally had the word of God hidden in his heart but not only that but he spoke it because it came out It came out, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we've got to be full of the word of God. So that is the danger, one of the biggest dangers of this generation, is we have more access to the Bible and less knowledge of it than any other generation. And so um, it's not because it's not available. It's because we don't make it a priority. We, we know everything else. And I'm speaking to myself. We know everything else. We could quote things and name things. But, man, this word is the most important thing to hide in our hearts, to, to receive it, to understand what um, God is speaking to us. And so um, we've got to agree with what the word of God says. Um, Paul said this in uh, actually I should have brought this up. I'm sorry. It is Philippians, um, Philippians chapter (laughs) 3, verse number 13, verse number 12, verse number 12, sorry. of God in Christ Jesus. And I, and I just want to look, look at what Paul says. He says, let us, therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. Right? He's saying this is the mindset you need to have. If, if you're going to be mature, if, if you're going to finish this race, if you're going to become what God has ordained for you to become, you're going to have to forget those things which are behind You're going to have to let go of those things, let go of those things, and you're going to have to press. And so there's a danger, and I said this, there's a danger in that sometimes we've got to let go of the successes, right? Because I could, because of what has already happened, I don't continue to press. I don't continue to press because I feel as though I can relax or take it easy. Amen. And so he wants us to, excuse me, we have to continue to press forward. We have to continue to seek forward. So um, we just had a month of prayer and fasting, January. Praise God. Praise God. Um, it's very easy to try and rest on that and say, well, I just got off a fast. I don't know if anybody else, you get off a fast and it's like, all right, um, I need to kind of. I don't know. I I hate to say it, but feed my flesh. (laughs) And um, and 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 so um, we can there's a there's a mentality, easy, a trick that can come after you have some sort of spiritual successes um, to try and rest on that. We see God do great things or something great happens or he answers a prayer and it's like, hey, great, awesome. High five in each other. We testify, but then we stop doing what it was that brought that to pass. And so Paul is saying, "You're going to have to press." Praise God for what happened, but we've got to press. We've got to continue. We we can't get to a place where we feel like we've done enough that we can just kind of hit cruise control and, go and glide on into heaven. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, and it's a false sense of security. And so if Paul had to say that, Paul had to say, I've got to, I haven't finished. I haven't gotten everything that God has for me. I'm going to have to press. We need to be just as desperate now as any sinner out there. We need to be as desperate for God, as desperate to hear from God, to connect with God as anybody. None of us have made it. We need God like never before. And so n- we, we shouldn't have to stir any of us up if anything the maturity or the mature ones we should know above anybody else how much i need god because that's what he's saying he's saying if if you're gonna be uh perfect mature you need to be have this same mindset but if you have a mindset of just taking it easy that is not maturity and so maturity says i need him i'm pushing in and pressing in to the things of god amen and so then we also, so not only forget the successes, and, and by forgetting, I'm not just talking about forgetting. That's, that's not what he's talking about, forgetting. It, it's talking about releasing it, releasing it, right? It's great, but release it and move forward, right? Because if I'm holding on to it, I'm not moving forward. I'm not moving forward. And so that's with successes, but also with failures, We gotta let those go too. We gotta let those go too, and and um, failures, mistakes, things that have been done to you, things that you've done. We've got to learn how to let it go. Now I'm not talking about ignoring. If you sin, you need to repent. (laughs) There is no moving forward without (laughs) repentance. So if you got sin, you're there. That's that's where you're at. But Repenting, turning, letting that thing go and moving forward in God. God does not get glory out of you beating yourself up. Let me say that again. God does not get glory or excitement over you beating yourself up. He doesn't. Saying things like, I'm such a horrible person. Who said that to you? Who told you that? Did God say that about you? Did God say you're no good? You're good for nothing. No. No. God God says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. God says you were created in my image, right? God says you're 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 worth it. You're you're worth the sacrifice for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross so so that you could be saved. For those of us that have been redeemed, you are now bought with a price. You don't belong to yourself. So I'm not even my own property. So the things that I say about this guy right here, I don't have the authority to say some stuff because I'm not, I don't belong to me. You don't belong to you. Stuff you say about you, you need to make sure it's what God says about you because you don't belong to you anymore. Does that make any sense? Right? You're talking about somebody else's stuff. You know? Uh, And truthfully, you're talking about somebody else's bride. And I don't know about y'all husbands in here, but mess with the bride. (laughs) Don't mess with the bride, Bishop said. (laughs) Don't mess with his bride. So, um, and so God takes that seriously. So guess what needs to come out of my mouth? Even when you're speaking to yourself, speak what the word says. Don't be a preacher for Satan. Satan. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He doesn't need any help. He doesn't doesn't need you being a, a mouthpiece for him, speaking things over you that he's saying. What you're saying, where is it coming from? If it's coming from the word of God, say it, declare it in the name of Jesus, whether you feel it or not. And so we've got to let go, let go of stuff, let go of failures, let go of problems, problems. Um, so this is kind of a big one is, um, the, like I said, the, this poverty mentality, it can latch on to problems, um, because the, the poverty mentality wants to be a victim. It doesn't necessarily want to be a victim, but it's safer being a victim. It's safer being a victim and it's comfortable being a victim. And so it, it, it finds security in uh, talking about how bad it is and talking about what's not going right. One, because that gives excuses for not pushing forward. That gives excuses for future failures. But God is not trying to have us with any excuses. Amen? And so... Um, We've got to be able to truly get victory over our past, get victory over our past. And, and, and here's the thing. You'll know kind of what's going on with your past, what you've done with it by what you say now about it, how it's classified now. Uh, the Bible says this. Actually, let's go to some scripture. James chapter one. James chapter one. Verse number two. Mm-mm-mm-mm. James one, two. My brethren, count it. That's a short word for account. Like account it, right? So like accounting, and you put things in the certain categories. And it's saying, Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. So you need to put Divers temptations into the category of joy. Everybody hear that? Can you hear it over the baby? Okay. You've got to put temptations and trials and problems and and stuff that's trying you. <laughs> I guess I'll wait for the guy because everybody's attention is focused over there. <laughs> Stuff that's trying you, you've got to be able to put it in the category of joy. It cannot remain in the category of a problem. If it's still in the category of a problem and an issue that you bring up as something bad that happened to you, you haven't gotten victory over it yet. And so, we've got to work at that. All of us do, and so because what happens is, we'll have we'll have something happen to us, whatever it might be, and and we deal with things. We 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 figured out how to deal with things. We are very uh, adept at dealing with stuff and adjusting, right? So problems happen. I can adjust to it. I can I can uh, conform my life. I can figure out a way that I can still function in spite of what happened, right? I can still function. That doesn't mean I've gotten victory over it. Because even though I'm functioning, what will happen? Okay, what's going on with the kids? Is this the, is this the, the enemy or is it just kids being kids? <laughs> Probably kids being kids. <laughs> it's all good. It's all right. Um, so, amen. All right. And so um, what happens is we'll deal with things, we'll adjust, we'll we'll still kind of be living and moving forward. We've gotten kind of past some stuff that's happened. But what happens is now something else comes, right? Something else bad happens. Somebody gets sick. You get sick. Your tire blows. Something happens with your money. Your house burns down. Hopefully not. But something happens. Right. And what we do is we grab that thing that we supposedly had gotten over and we pull it back and we say, not only did my house burn down, but that also happened. That thing. And then we go back six months and we say, and that thing happened. And then another year and that thing happened and this and that and oh my goodness everything's going wrong because we never got victory over that other stuff we didn't let it go we didn't put it into the category of joy we've kept it kind of just under wraps and so God is saying you're gonna have to really get victory over that stuff And that might take some time. And so when things come, you're going to have to deal with it according to the word. Deal with it until you can put it in the category of joy. Count it all joy. So that's not saying it's going to make you feel good. That's not saying you like it. You might never like it. But if you can put it and recognize God Someone meant that for evil. My brothers meant it for evil. The the banker meant it for evil. The IRS meant it for evil. Or the thief meant it for evil. Or the murderer meant it for evil. But God meant it for good. God worked it. God is working it in my life for good. You've got to be able to say that over everything in our life. Everything. Because either God is true or he's a liar. All things work together for good. And so the enemy will challenge us. He'll, he'll challenge us. We'll say all things work together for good except this. But no, 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 no. All things. He's, he's working that for my good. I may not even understand it. I may not know it. I may not, I may not feel it right now. But I'm going to declare it because that's what the word says. That's how you break this poverty mentality. You're going to have to speak things that the word says. Maybe even before you feel it, let me say, why did this happen to me? You may never know. And by never, I mean in this life. We were talking about in our life group how it, it, it says that we are being built up into a spiritual house. Right. And so each of us is a stone. Right. Each of you is a stone. So imagine, right, this is a spiritual house and there's bricks on the outside. Not as many as there used to be, but there's bricks on the outside of this building. And each brick, right, is a piece of the building. You're a brick, right? And so stuff may happen to one brick, right? And people wonder, well, why am I getting placed here? This doesn't make sense. How does this fit into my life? It's not about you, brick. You're building something much bigger than you. And so the brick in that corner, he doesn't understand what's going on on the roof, Why do I have to be over here sitting in the corner all by myself in the cold? Well, we need you there because there's some stuff over here that's got to get built up. And so you may not ever understand fully why things happen in your life, but you're going to have to trust the word of God. He's working it all together for good. And so the enemy will keep us bound. He'll keep us hooked up to our past because we're waiting for answers, and we're waiting to understand, and I'm waiting to feel it, and I'm w- waiting to see how it all works together. God is saying, just trust my word. Just believe it. Just declare it. Receive it. Get victory over it. And so forgetting those things that are past, letting go of them. I'm sorry, what time is it? I know I'm probably over. But, um, and so uh, I want to just bring this just up really quickly is... The greatest example we have of that is the children of Israel in the wilderness. They just could never let go of the past. They were the people of God. They had been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. They had been washed in the Red Sea. God had brought them to Mount Sinai, gave them his law, right? Day of Pentecost, he poured out his law, gave it to them. They were his people. They were his people, but they never got, they just walked in circles in the wilderness. They just walked in circles. They never entered into what God had for them because they could never let go of Egypt. That was their issue. They saw God. They literally saw him. He moved on their behalf. They saw his miracles. They had even, they wrote songs. They wrote songs in Exodus, read the songs they wrote. They rejoiced. They knew how to shout. They knew how to praise God. They saw the fire. They, saw they, were, they followed God. They had it all. They just couldn't let go of their past. They, in their mind, their past held some sort of glory that they elevated it above their future with God. And they never got victory over that. They never got victory over it. Even though, right, so, and, and, man, I wish I had time. Turn that really quickly. Exodus chapter 4, 15. Exodus 15 is the song of Moses. Miriam sings a song. And then um, verse 22, they get, Verse 23, they get to the waters of Marah, and they could not drink them, for they were bitter. Verse 24, and the people murmured against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? Now, you look at this at face value. They didn't have any water. That's that's bad. That's That's not good. Right? That's not good. Um, Why did God do that to them? Because he just wanted to punish them. He was teaching them that you can trust me. Right? That's what he was teaching them. He was teaching them, you can trust me. For even something as basic and foundational as water, I'll take care of it. I, I'm God. And so he was trying to prove to them, you can trust me. And so, boom, he he gives them, makes the, the waters of Merah good. And then they go to Elam, and then there's all these wells. Verse chapter 16, they took their journey from Elam. And they came to the wilderness of sin and the 15th day of the second month. In verse 2, the whole congregation murmured against Moses and Aaron and the children of Israel said, What to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh plots. We did eat bread to the full for you have brought us forth in the wilderness to kill the whole assembly with hunger. Right. So they were hungry. Now we don't have food. That's that's a big deal. Right. So I'm not saying these are not. These are not real issues. These are real issues we got to deal with. But we've got to process it the right way. And so they were hungry. This was water, and now we got food. But you see what they said, though. They said, we're so hungry, we wish we were back in Egypt. They allowed their current situation to override all that God had done. They let go of salvation. They were like, we don't even want to be saved anymore. If we've got to deal with what we got to deal with, we don't even want to be saved. Can I tell you, that's where the devil wants to take you. That's where he wants to take us. He wants to take us where we think it's better in the world than it is living for God. It's better being pleased and having pleasure in the world than it is suffering with the people of God. And that's what God was trying to teach him. It's better to suffer with me than it is to live in pleasure in Egypt. Church, this is what we're going to have to recognize. It's better to suffer with God. It's better to not have everything that I want. It's better to not have answers, to be confused, to not know what tomorrow's going to bring with God than to have everything I could ever want. And I'm in the world. And until we get to that place, we'll never be truly free. Will never be truly free. God's not sitting here trying to just answer every prayer and make you make you a spoiled child. He's trying to persuade you. Life with Him, any life with Him, is better than any life in the world. That's the declaration He wants to make to us. That's that's what He wants to make through us. Praise God! I'm running out. I'm out of time. But um, and so they just they just kept murmuring, and He brings quail and manna. He's teaching them, verse chapter 17, um, they pitched their tent. There was no water for the people to drink. Verse 2, people shied it with Moses, give us water that we may drink, right? So <laughs> they're still not getting it. They're, they're yelling at Moses. Who gives them water? It's God. They're yelling at Moses. They're mad at people, Right? Can I tell you, you don't let go of your past. You're going to have issues with people all the time. You're going to have issues with people. You're going to blame them for what's going on in your life. And Moses was just a messenger. Moses was just the one who was declaring the word of God, right, interceding for them. And, and you will start, to, you will attack, you will come against people that are actually for you because you don't see what God's really trying to do. Praise God. Who is it? Is it Jesus on the main line? My man is on the phone. Come on. I love it. (laughs) You got to love it. God is good. He works all things together for good. Come on. Might as well smile and praise the Lord through it. Um, Amen. But God, so so. I'm sorry, I'm moving just really quickly, I'm, and I'm gonna be, we're going to be done. Um, and then they get into a battle. Right after he gets water from the rock, the Amalekites come out. They attack them. God gives them victory through Moses lifting his hands. So much there. Um, and uh, I'm going to skip. I'm going to just skip, 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 skip. Can you go with me to Numbers chapter um, Numbers chapter 10, I think. Numbers chapter 11. Anybody got like a little heading over top of Numbers chapter 11? What does your heading say? Huh? Moses intercedes the fire of the Lord. The people complain. What does yours say? The people complain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see that a lot, actually, if you. Script through so verse one when the people complain, and when and when the people complain, it displeased the Lord. He didn't even get into kind of the whole thing, it's just this is who they were, they were complainers. And it says, When they complained, guess what that did to God? Got them all happy and excited. These are my people, it displeased him. It displeased him. I don't know about you. I don't want to make God upset. I just don't. I really don't. I might be upset. I may not like the way things are going. I just don't want God upset. Right? So if somebody's going to be angry, let it be me and not God. <laughs> Some people, they're like, well, I'm angry, so I'm going to make God angry. That's not a good choice. That's not good. you got to swallow that. you gotta you got to bury that. And so the people complain. His anger was kindled, um, and uh, it says that they went, uh, they were lusting. Verse 5, I just want to point this out. Verse 5, you hear what they said? What, is that? what does that second word say there? We remember. We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt. Now, what's that next word? Freely. They were in slavery. You see what happens to your memory of the past? It can become so distorted. It can become so twisted. That's why you got to let it go. That's why you've got to let it go, because if you're trying to still deal with the past things now from, year, from a year ago or six months ago, it'll be all distorted. It, it won't really be what it really was. And, and, and it'll be, it'll, it, the, the good things and the sinful things will look so glorious. And, and the promises and the power of God, you will forgotten about what God did. Anybody beside me, you, you sometimes forget all the things that God has done. <laughs> it's easy to forget the good, right? But you remember that bad. <laughs> we remember. That sticks with me. 4,000 people could say, hey, man, you're doing a great job. One person says, I didn't like that. Yeah weeks on in right that's oh how dare you like you're okay but this is the way that's what our memories work our minds work that way that's why we've got to let it go we've got to let it go get victory over it right now when you deal with it so each of us i'm about to be done because it sounds like we're not making each of us we're dealing with stuff right now you're dealing pressure problems, trials, temptations, whatever it might be, each of us has something, right? And so you're going to have to deal with it. You're going to have to fight it in the spirit. And so winning victory over it is not just getting out of it and being done with it. A lot of times we think, well, God, if you'll just take this away, I'll have the victory. That's not victory (laughs) because you can still be bound by it and it's gone, (laughs) But I've got to put it into the category of joy. I've got to be able to place it into the category. that man, that's praise God for it. It becomes a testimony of God's faithfulness. And so when somebody brings it up, hey, I can't believe that happened to you. Oh, but God is so good. Do you know how wonderful he is? He used that in such a miraculous way for me right it, it's an opportunity to testify of god's goodness as opposed to i can't believe that happened to you i know i know i just i've been through it you I, you just don't know how much i've been through it let me tell you it's amazing i'm still standing here but i am by the grace of god god you know here's a difference <laughs> there's a difference right and so t- praise god um, but that spirit, we've got to break the spirit of poverty. We've got to get victory over it um, by the word of God. Amen. Praise God. All right. I got a lot more, but we got to finish eventually. So um, there's limitations on our, on our bodies. Um, but um, the children of Israel, yeah, go for it. Um, the children of Israel, they just could never fully let go of their past and they just were caught up in it. So you know what God did? God was like, okay, I'm just going to let y'all die out and I'll get a new people. I'll get a new people. If y'all don't want to be new, that's okay. I'll get some new people. And so he's called us. He has made us new, new creatures Right, the Bible says that His mercies are new every morning, new every morning. Oh man, I'm done. I'm closing the book right now, so it gives us hope. But new every morning, right? Because it's it's new mercy. So any any anybody else beside me, you you've messed up, you've sinned, or you've failed God in 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 a way more than once. Like right, you you. You didn't just do a new sin. You kind of did an uh, an old sin again and again and again. And um, and I was talking to the Lord. and I'm like, oh, man, I'm just, oh, you know. But that scripture came to my mind that his mercies are new. So even though I've messed up 4000 days in a row, right, the mercy that I get today is not 4000 day old mercy. It's not saying you've done this 4,000 times. It's saying, hey, you're not right right now. And so if I can repent now and receive that new mercy now, it's the rest of that is gone out the window. It's like it never even happened. God's not keeping account and record. It's new. It's 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 like a new mercy, like it's never been used before. And we can think, well, I've used it before. I've asked God for forgiveness before. You've never used today's mercy before. You've never used it. And he's like, use it. Use it. It actually excites him for us to use his stuff. There's, there's, There's joy in the presence of the angels over one sinner that repents. So God's like, I got new mercy for you today. And so if we could let stuff go and and not let the enemy mess with our minds and keep us in our past failures and recognize today is a new day today. Today is new mercy. And I'm going to serve the Lord in the newness of life. He's making me new. I'm going to renew my mind. He makes all things new. I'm a new creature. Praise God. So I've said this before. Actually, I was at my job. And I walked in there one day, and they were like, oh, how was your weekend? I was like, I got saved on Sunday. <laughs> and they are like, what? But I, was, I was like, I, I really did, you know? I mean, <laughs> I got saved all over again. We should, we should say that. Why don't we start that? <laughs> so I say, hey, how was your day? I got saved yesterday. Hey, What'd you do today? I got saved this morning. <laughs> and God willing, tomorrow I might get saved again. <laughs> like, it's new, it's new, it's new, it's new. And so we've got we've to walk in that. And so it's new mercy and, and just let go of our past and push forward. Amen. So no matter how good you've been, thank God for that, but push forward. No matter how bad you've been, let that go. Let's push forward. Amen. Praise God. Why don't we stand? Amen. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Has anybody beside me, you had some... You've had some, some lows or some failures or whatever, but, man, this is a new moment. This is a new opportunity. It's just, it's new. <laughs> it's new. And so as long as I don't bring anything old into it, it's all new. This is a pr- fresh opportunity. And so we've got to let things go and, and, and agree with the word of God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Why don't we lift our hands? Come on, let's just receive this for just a few moments praise God praise God come on let the Lord renew our minds even right now thank you Jesus